You are listening to the smooth, smooth sounds of the mating ritual of the majestic giant tortoise. Welcome, everybody, to the live edition of the Break the Bell podcast. Once again, I am without Bill in this adventure of mine because uh, Bill stood me up again. He was not here for the weekend wrap-up last yesterday, I guess. And he also is not here this evening, even though he promised to, to be present. But that's all right. Apparently, Bill missed his flight. He had a... Connecting flight that um, was supposed to be like within 25 minutes of the landing of his his first plane, and um, his first plane was delayed as planes typically are, and he missed his flight. So he is not with us for tonight's episode, unfortunately. Even though we miss him dearly, um, I've even had to call him up to test some some stuff up, test some stuff out for tonight. Um, so I have got to talk to him at least, but. He's not going to be here tonight um, unless he bothers to call in when I do uh, a call-in segment, if I do get time for that. Um, So filling in for Bill tonight, we are going to have the pleasure of having the late, great, not late, but the great Remzo Martinez, who is actually in the waiting room right now waiting. So um, why don't I just go ahead and pull Remzo up right now and get him in this freaking shit show that I got going on here, because why not? Let's get Remzo in here. Remzo is our substitute co-host. Remzo. So I got you in here early because you jumped in early, but you obviously were as unprepared as I was for it. Yeah, hey, I, I can only probably do about 30 minutes, if that's cool. <laughs> that's fine. Um, We'll we'll just get into it pretty quick. Um, while you get ready, I'll finish this uh, this pre-show I got going on here. Um, once again, Remzo, you're sitting in uh, substituting for Bill because Bill decided to bail at the last second. I got a a text from him, probably I don't know three thirty, saying, "Hey, are we live? Yeah, we are live." Oh, I was about to tell you some salacious shit, but okay, <laughs> oh, you, you can I'm do that, that too. <laughs> you can do that if you'd like. Um. It's all about timing. Yeah. So, so yeah, Bill Bill texted me, and so he's like, dude, I missed my flight. And at first I thought he was probably full of shit because Bill does that. He tends to be full of shit. I literally had another fucking COVID in another state, and I Amazon <laughs> primed myself a pair of cheap earbuds and a mic made straight from a sweatshop in China in order to do an episode of Second Print Comics. Bill, get your fucking game on. 
<laughs> so you're what you're saying is get your shit together, Bill. So get I, your shit together. So I started going down through my my list, my short list of people that I would would throw myself upon at the last second. And you happen to be number two on my list. My first being my brother, who always bails on me. So I don't know why he's even number one on he's, my list. He's too cool for school these days. He is. He is. He's impossible to get to really do anything. He's like, no, I don't do that evening shit. I only I only work nine to five, guys. So um, it's impossible to get him on. So I got you, which was awesome. And like I said, when I messaged you and you said, yeah, I'll come on. I, I owe you big for this last minute um, appearance gracing us with your with your face. So uh, before we get into the show, Ramzo, have you heard of this coffee company uh, called Run Your Mouth Coffee? I hear they like freedom. I, I you know what I like? I like freedom and coffee. You like both those things? I like both those things. Do you like celebrating freedom while you drink your coffee? How else do you do it? I don't know. Is there anything really more American than coffee? You know, have you ever put a, a few drops of Tabasco sauce in your coffee? No. No. I, I found that apparently that's like what GIs in like the Korean War and stuff used to do. So I, I, I have to go out and get some coffee tonight. But what I think I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to put some uh, Tabasco sauce in my coffee and see how that goes. I might have to try that. That <laughs> That is the most American thing I could possibly think of besides free speech and coffee. Might as well throw a Tabasco sauce in it. Um, this show, once again, is brought to you by Run Your Mouth Coffee. That's that's what all that that really natural <laughs> conversation there was about. Um, Run Your Mouth Coffee is, once again... Big sponsors of free speech, big sponsors of all your freedoms, all the constitutional rights, but mostly free speech because um, the name Run Your Mouth obviously is free speech. So uh, we always try to find a a new, more creative way to promote Run Your Mouth Coffee each week. And I I think we're probably actually probably driving people away because of how much (laughs) how, how how desperate we try to come up with something new. So I'm not even going to try this week, Remzo. Uh, would you like to promote Run Your Mouth Coffee? Run Your Mouth Coffee for when your wife says, let's get Folgers, and then immediately you call a divorce lawyer. <laughs> Go Run Your Mouth Coffee. Make America manly again. I like it. <laughs> I love it. Make America manly again. Run Your Mouth Coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you with the promo code Break the Bell. And get 10% off your purchase plus free shipping. Who doesn't like free and discounted shit, Remzo? Do you like discounted shit? You seem like Discounted you. shit is my middle name. I'm clipping coupons as we speak. <laughs> you seem like a coupon clipper. I, I, I could see that. Are you, are you one of those hagglers? I, I mean, you, you got some Latino or Hispanic in you. Are you one of those hagglers that at the market? Do you go like, oh, oh no, not 10 cents. I'll give you 5 cents for that. So I, I, I tell people this far too often, but I used to sell Chinese makeup business to business. And mm. one time in D.C., I went to like this little pawn shop that was run by this uh, like elderly Jewish man. He was straight out of like an eight, a 1980s comedy. <laughs> but we have this conversation. I'm trying to sell him this $20 makeup kit for like his daughters or something. So one minute he's like, I give you 10. And I'm like, I, I can only do 20. Next thing you know, like we do like this like salesman jujitsu where like every few seconds he's like, ah! 
you could do better. And I'm pulling the whole Puerto Rican. I'm like, hey, you can do better. So we go up ranging from like $1 offers to like $200 offers and like a free meal and like, you know, trade credit and all this stuff. And eventually after like 30 minutes of haggling, he paid $20 and gave me a dollar tip. Very nice. I did not make my quota that day. Uh, I, I imagine you did not. So you're, you, you know, you're dealing with an extreme haggler from like, you know, the old country when they're like, ah, you could do better. You, you know, you're not going to win when that, that sound comes out. When, they, when they're doing like the whole throat clearing thing, you know, you're screwed. Well, you don't need to haggle if you use the promo code break the bell. Go to rymcoffee.com, drink coffee, support free speech. That's all. That's all I got to say about that. Change the world. Whatever else. Bring back manly. What was it you said? Make America America manly again. There you go. Uh, Don't drink Folgers. Drink run your mouth coffee. Ramzo, I want to get into this video. Uh, This week, we... um, I had the pleasure of sitting down so the rest of the world doesn't have to, or the rest of our listeners doesn't have to, and watched the Joe Biden town hall thing event. Did you did you catch any of that? That was a thing? Yeah, that was a thing last week on CNN with Don Lemon, the biggest... Oh, man. I rem- okay. I'm at the point now where I just don't believe anything is actually happening anymore, so what they do <laughs> is they manufacture these clips... Because no one is actually going to go back and watch the whole thing. You actually watched this whole thing? I watched the whole thing, and I made How's your marriage? And um, my wife was gone all weekend, so that's that's what I did. And I was up till like, 2 o'clock in the morning doing it last night. So I manufactured the clips, so you don't have to watch the whole thing. So I have some some clips that we're going to watch through, the, the key parts of this speech. And we're, all we're going to do is talk shit about Joe Biden and this town hall town hall wherever they get that title from i don't know it all it is is just like a staged drama have you ever seen those uh medical like uh medicine commercials where the the, they're having a quote-unquote normal conversation between two people and it's just like one person asking something about talk to my doctor about erections as much as the commercials (laughs) make it seem like men do Right. Well, that that's what I'm talking about. Like the commercials are like, so what do I do if my erection lasts for more than 25 minutes? Like that. Call very, more women. Very unnatural. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very unnatural dialogue just to promote what it's just like he's asking the promo in question form and then the other person's answering in, in answer form. And that's what this whole town hall between Don Lemon, whoever the people asking questions are. It's just like some of the key points that people, the key talking points across the party lines of the last six months asked in question forms and Biden giving these brilliant answers because you know how brilliant and on the spot Biden can be. So he, he's coming up with some of these brilliant answers. So we're going to get into that right after this intro, Remzo, and you get to experience at least 25 to 30 minutes of this with me and we can talk shit about it. Let's bask in it. All right. I'm, I'm going to get getting into this intro. We will be right back. What did you say? You talking to me? What? What the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? 
What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. I'm just gonna get rid of this music really Somebody fast. Said my new Twitter profile picture makes me look like the devil. I don't know whether that's a compliment or not. Say that again. I gotta kill my music because I don't have things set up right for you. I update. I updated my uh, my new my new profile pic on Twitter, and someone was like, "You literally look like the devil." <laughs> literally look like the devil. Um, I, I that can mean multiple things. Either I'm really handsome. Or I look evil. Like you are one handsome devil, Remzo Martinez. I know. But well, it wasn't said like that. It's like, you look like the devil. Like, you like, you literally are the devil incarnate. You De- know, I, I could see from the side, it's like I had some of my hair coming down, so it looks kind of like a horn. And, you know, the goatee, it's a little bit more pointed. So maybe. I mean, the devil does wear a suit. Now I am wearing a suit photo. So oh, okay. Knows. All right. Well, I'll, I'll have to go in and take a look at that. Maybe share it for all all the viewers to see how you much see now i'm self-conscious i'm gonna yeah. go ahead and do what 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 what, what people who lack self-confidence do and just pick <laughs> an actor or something there you go or, uh, or do what real weenies do and just have donald trump as my profile picture for five years uh you don't do that oh, i thought that's no. what you were already doing before the no, devil i've got pictures. i've got both my testicles thank you <laughs> all right fair enough i'll need to compensate remzo i i don't want to um, spend too much time bullshitting before because I want you to experience at least some of this before you have to My go. My body is ready, Craig. I know. I know. I can feel it. So I'm going to let – me, let me pull this up for everyone to see, and I'll share the screen with you. Hopefully you can see it. So give me just a second to get everything lined up the way it needs to be. Ah, uh, sharing screen. i got to talk my way through this because I'm one of those guys that has to say everything I'm doing. All right, Remzo, can you see my screen here? Now I can. I thought I was going to have to start singing a Phil Collins song. (laughs) All right, here we go. I remember. Are you ready? I remember. I'm ready. Okay, something to to point out before we get into this that I almost forgot to is I'm trying really hard not to get kicked off of YouTube for copyright strike for the CNN video. So I did everything in my power, including changing the pitch a little bit, changing the speed a little bit, reversing the video so it's mirrored. So if it looks like everything's backwards, it's because it is. And crop down the video a little. So we're going to see... get a digital enema. Pretty much. So we're going to see... I actually posted the whole video on YouTube and didn't get a copy strike for it, copyright strike for it last night. So we'll, we'll see if we uh, get taken down or not. Um, I'll try to keep an eye on that. And, um, but as far as I can tell, I think I've done all the right things to illegally obtain this, this video here, just for your viewing pleasure, Remzo, just for you. So flattered. Are you ready? Crimes together. Yes. Are you ready for this? Here we go. Uh Uh-huh. Good evening, everyone. We are live in 
It's that backwards devil talk. Hell yeah. Overlooking the Ohio River. This is a CNN town hall with the President of the United States, Joe Biden. I'm Don Lemon. President Biden is six months into his presidency and facing a critical moment for his agenda. Nearly half of the U.S. population is now fully vaccinated against COVID-19. But the pace of the vaccination is at its lowest point since January. And the highly infectious Delta variant is driving a new COVID surge in all... Do you see what direction they're going to go with this whole thing yet? Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> North Korean. It's very... Like, his introduction is absolutely ridiculous. Like, we're only seeing surges among the unvaccinated and deaths among the unvaccinated right now. So we're going to get into this. It's like... How is that even an introduction that I mean, that's so politically driven just right off the bat? It's just like we want to be unbiased and stuff. And the only people who are dying right now are the people who haven't been vaccinated. I'll never forget that time Don Lemon interviewed Terry Crews, who was not for BLM. And Don Lemon was like, I don't care about saving black lives. I want to support Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> God, talk about fucking tone deaf. <laughs> all right, let's move on. 50 states. Virtually all COVID hospitalizations and deaths are now among the unvaccinated. So tonight we are here in Ohio taking questions. From a live audience, as the president works to keep the pandemic in check and his goal of an infrastructure deal on track, it is really a critical moment for his agenda. We will take questions from some who voted for the president and some who did not vote for President Biden. And the president, him, and myself, and everyone here in our audience, we are all fully vaccinated. So, without further ado, everyone, why do they the feel the need to bring that up? <laughs> I was just that I was just about to click the pause button. Like that's the important thing here. Oh, and just to let you all know, the president, myself, and everyone here are all fully vaccinated. So you, could, you viewers at home, you don't have to worry about catching the shit through your TV screen. Because we're all fully vaccinated. You know what's crazy? Dave Chappelle's supposed to come to Milwaukee to do a show. Mm -hmm. But I see that for some of his other shows, um, he's been saying that if you come, you you have to be you have to wear a mask that's mandatory. Mm -hmm. And I also noticed that um, Dave Matthews Band is coming into town, and they're not even saying that. So it's like when you're more liberal than Dave Matthews, <laughs> we've we've got a we've got a problem. So Ooh. like on a scale from that. So everyone here is vaccinated. This is getting this is getting so weird. It is. It is. It's like it's beyond virtue virtue signaling anymore. It's like it's getting borderline like culty in the, in the way they're handling it, this. It's like uh, it, it kind of like this whole thing. For some reason, it kind of reminds me of like when they're introducing the Hunger Games on the Hunger Games <laughs> movies. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But it's got that weird eeriness of, like, everybody's all just, like, I mean, it's like that whole 1984, everybody's uh, really in on the party type scenario here. Like, everybody just, like, um, we all got to look and smile and act the same because if somebody catches us in, uh, making the wrong face at the wrong time, we're going to be in deep trouble here. And I, I don't know. It's it's just a weird, like, culty feel to the the whole, even just this intro right here, I think. Yeah. All right. Should we should we push on? Proceed. 26th President of the United States, Joe Biden. How you doing, pal? Good to see you. Good to see you How man. you been? Well, we're good. Well. What is that face? What is that face right there? It's the rubber man. 
It's good to see you. It's good to be good vaccinated. To see you. Yeah, you as well. So Did you say it's good to be vaccinated? I have paused and rewound this and paused and rewound it probably 20 times trying to see if that's what they said. And I am almost 100% positive they just said it's good to be vaccinated. I am almost there. <laughs> That's that's where we're at. It's like, <laughs> hey, Don, it's good to see you. It's good to be vaccinated. What is the- that? Is you know, it's it's like in church. It's like may, may, may the Lord be with you and also with you. <laughs> it's got <laughs> that's got to be where we're going with this. This, I mean, God, I that I have nothing else to say about that. It, but yes, I'm glad you caught that too because that was <laughs> I. I I can't, I can't quite make it out because of all the cheers, but I am almost positive that's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got to keep going. Get to the audience. And I know you, you don't want to sit down, right? You'd rather no. stand here and talk to these guys. Can you tell who's running the show here? He just told the president, you don't want to sit down here. Stand, motherfucker. <laughs> and, uh, oh, by the way, you don't want to sit down. Oh, oh no. Of course, of course, I don't want to sit down. What's more nefarious, the media trying to let you think that FDR can still walk or the media trying to have you think that Joe Biden is mentally cognizant? <laughs> Probably. I, I, I don't know. For <laughs> sure, the people that told you President Wilson is fine. He's not in a coma. So, the Gulf of Tonkin is totally appropriate. Let's go to Vietnam. We bring you Joe Biden, mentally fit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is literally held up by strings. There are some like facial shots and I'll try to point them out where it looks literally looks like like when he's just staring blankly while people are asking questions, he looks like a corpse with makeup on. Like you can kind of Have you heard the rubber man theory? Have we talked about this? I don't think so. The rubber man theory is like this new Q theory that there's a man who's the body double for the president. Now, we know that presidents usually have body doubles when they're going into situations mm-hmm. where they think there's a high risk of danger. Well, for this one, the rubber man theory is that this Secret Service agent has basically gone through the cosmetic surgery to look and sound like Joe Biden. So when Joe Biden is like really hopped up and energetic, it's not really him. And what they say is that if you look at his eyes, the way he smiles and his earlobes, you can tell it's not the real Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely- I, I, I'm not saying I believe that. Well, what I am saying is that, you know, there are situations like this. It's not until I see some type of like, you know, Alzheimer's moment where I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't be the rubber man. Uh, don't worry. Rubber those, man, those rubber come man out. thinks too much. <laughs> Don't worry, the Alzheimer's moments actually happen quite often. What it reminds me of when he gets all energetic like that is, um, did you ever see, You, I'm sure you saw The Manchurian Candidate, the newer one with uh, Denzel? I saw the original, the black uh, and white one. I haven't seen that one, but I've seen the Denzel one. But when they, like, the guy's, like, really kind of mopey until they, like, say the three lines of his name, and then all of a sudden he's, like, all smiley and energetic. Maybe, maybe old man Joe is just a Manchurian candidate out there that's been... Um, hypnotized by Russian agents. I don't know. I convinced a whole bunch of old people online that Ibogaine was a real drug and that Joe Biden was on it. <laughs> I took it from a Hunter S. Thompson novel. They're like, he must be on drugs or something. He's all leopardy right now. And I'm like, it's Ibogaine. <laughs> Ibogaine, is it that child tear stuff that Hillary Clinton takes? It's like, no, that's 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 something else. I don't even remember. Andrenochrome, Andrenochrome. There it's from go. the tear ducts of children. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> man, we're get, you're definitely getting me kicked off for conspiracy theories. <laughs> you're bringing the them all up. Rubber man, Evo Gain, and Dreamer Chrome. 
And and you said the word Q, so I'm obviously uh, getting kicked off. R S T U V. It's all about the context. Yes, exactly. Here we go. Keep going. We're going to your audience. We're going to get to the audience questions in just a moment. But I have a couple questions I want to ask you because sure. you know the pandemic is a big concern for everyone, really sure around is. the world, especially around uh, America. New cases are up three, you know, three times uh, since uh, last month. Right? The pandemic yeah, is a big concern. Times. Hospitalizations, three, death, three times rising. So you said last month that this, um, that the virus is in retreat. Do you still feel that way? Is that still well, the virus? Look, here's it's real simple. We have a pandemic for those who haven't gotten a vaccination. It's that <laughs> basic, that simple. Yes, a pandemic only for those who haven't got the vaccination. There's no longer a pandemic threat for those vaccinated. Just, and he says this multiple times. Multiple times. And I want to discuss that after he gets through like his third time saying it because it it just it pisses me off when he says this. Because I don't know if you've heard that they moved the the goalpost in like testing when it comes to those who have been vaccinated versus but they didn't move it for those who aren't vaccinated. So they've changed testing standards for the vaccinated. So um, I've got the article here. I've touched on it before on the show, but um, I'll read you a little bit of it uh, once we get a little bit further into this. So I'm going to keep on going if, if you're okay with that. Let's, let's do it. I'm sorry. I had to break out. It's okay. 10,000 people have recently died. 9,950 of them are about are people who hadn't been vaccinated. I think he this made that number simple, up. simple, basic proposition. Trans- if you're vaccinated, pressure. you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in an ICU unit, and you're not going to die. So it's gigantically important that you act like, we all act like Americans that care about our, our fellow Americans. So what do you think about that statement? If Did you're, you say if you get it, you're not going to die? If you get the vaccine, you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be in the ICU, and you're not going to die. So start acting like Americans who care about other Americans, Remzo. Why do you got to fucking be an American that doesn't care about other Americans? Like, if the vaccine works, then why are you afraid of people that don't have it? That's what I've been asking myself and asking other people all this time. It's like... All these people are like, oh, don't you care about everybody around you? It's like, well, if ev- all of them are vaccinated, then why the fuck does it matter what I do? I was, I was riding an Uber last weekend, and we still had to wear a mask, but he had his his vaccine card on display. And I asked him, if you have the vaccine, then why are you wearing a mask? <laughs> what do you say? It got weird from there. Let's put it that way. I saw a post today. Um, I don't even remember who it was. It's some female. She was on a subway and she was wearing a mask. And she's like, because I care so much about this, I even wear a mask when nobody else is on the train. There was literally nobody else in the train car. It was just her and a mask. This is um, this has become an identity for people. Oh, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. And sadly enough, I understand, like, I wore the mask all the while our cities were doing the mask mandates when I had to. And then when they started easing up on them, it felt fucking weird going into the store without them. You, you almost like look down at the ground like people are looking at you with shame, even though you know you're doing something right. It's just like they even I have that have experienced that 
small amount of brainwashing that they've given you. Imagine the people that fully support the shit, how brainwashed they have to be at this point. Well, it's like of airports. It's like, you know, what, what my hack for going to the airport is now, especially since like in August, I've got to fly a bunch, but it's like, what you do is you go to a restaurant or bar, mm-hmm. you order a drink and you stay there. And so right when your plane starts boarding, so it's like, why is it I could sit at the table the entire time without a mask on, but I can't sit without a mask at my gate? Makes absolutely no sense. None of, no. like, there's zero logic going into this. It's just... So so let me get this straight. You will let me get fucking trashed before going on a plane where I'm going to sweat profusely because I'm one of those drinkers, <laughs> but I can't sit sober at my gate without a mask on. Yeah, it makes no sense. No. It makes absolutely no sense. None of this makes mm-hmm. sense anymore. It's like when they were having people at like the grocery store wipe down all the counters, and then all of a sudden they put up those like plexiglass shield things. Those things are disgusting. But then they stopped wiping down the counters. It's like they didn't add; they just replaced. And it's just like, what is Does the COVID logic? Not move? Uh, no, no, it doesn't go around the plexiglass at all. It only goes in a straight line. I found that Have out. Have you noticed that we don't talk about COVID as like a thing anymore? We almost talk about it as if it's a person. Well, yeah, you got to because that's how they treat it. And when you go to a business and they have um, where you – like I went to this business to, to work on this security system. And they had this hallway system I had or this hallway that kind of goes in a loop. And I had to – Go out of this door, and this office was immediately to my left, but I ha- they wanted me to go all the way around this loop of hallway to stay in the single-file directional line because, as we know, COVID only walks in single-file lines in, in like counterclockwise directions. So that's the logic we're dealing with. For the last, what, year and three or four months now, that's the logic we're dealing it's with. It's been a long 15 days. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is just slow the curve, man. Long-ass 15 days. We got to keep going, Remzo. Let's see what else we got. What do you say to people who are worried about a new round of restrictions and mask mandates and so forth? Well, I'm saying, look. (laughs) First of all, I want to point out, watch for this. I'm pretty sure he is a Manchurian candidate that is kind of hypnotized because I think the the thing that wakes him up is Don Lemon does this weird step-in thing towards him when he, like— um, when he addresses him directly, he like does this odd like step towards him instead of just standing in one spot. I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure it's to wake up the Manchurian candidate. Are and, you serious? Yeah, just watch for this here. I'll I'll rewind it so so you know what I'm talking about. All right, where is it, fellow Americans? All right, it's gonna be right here. Watch the stepping thing. What do you say to people who are worried about a new round of restrictions? He always does this odd stepping thing towards so him. Well, I'm saying, look, and sometimes huh. he gets like uncomfortably close to him. I'm like, I don't like, I don't like when people are talking to me and they step into my bubble. I, I don't like that. Like, I usually step backwards away from them, and if they're the really like in your face type people, they step in closer until they like back me in a corner. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me that I noticed that. I just found it odd. So I'm going to – I didn't even hear what his question was. Round of restrictions and mask mandates and so forth. Well, I'm saying, look, <laughs> it's a little bit like when I got elected. You know, uh, the, this pandemic was out of control. You know, we've lost more people in the United States, over 630-some 
thousand people. First of all, how is that a little bit like when he got elected? I don't know where he was going with that. Because he doesn't believe that either. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. Than every major war we've ever fought. In the whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, did he just say that we lost more Americans yes. from COVID than every war we've ever every fought? major war? And he 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 explains this by saying later. I don't think I have the clip here, but he says World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, and Afghanistan, or whatever, all combined, like the major ones of this cent this century, and. I did look that up and fact check it, and technically, yes, combat directly related. I think there was like 500,000 deaths between all those wars. But still, I think he's stretching this a lot. But definitely not more than all the wars combined, like the I mean, revolution. How many, do you remember when people used to die from the flu? Yeah, I do. Does anyone die from that no, anymore? No, that's been eradicated, probably from the <laughs> vaccines. I think COVID killed the flu, I'm pretty sure. I got, you know, what's fucked up though. Like I did get a cold, I, I, I did get a flu shot in January and I still caught the flu this year. In fact, I got upper respiratory infection because, oh, I also caught COVID. I don't get the flu shot since I got out of the military because I always got the live virus, like the squirt up your nose shit in the military. Mm -hmm. And I got sick as shit for like two days after that every single time. And so I don't get the flu shot anymore. Yes. I, yeah, I, now, 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 since, now since I'm now since I'm out, I'm never doing it again. No, absolutely not. They had, they had they always had to grab me. It's like Lieutenant Martinez, it's time for your shot. No, I have I have shit to do. Yeah. No, no you don't. I, I'm, busy. <laughs> I'm busy. I'm a, I'm an officer of the United States Army. I'm too busy for this shit. You know I've got stuff going on. Like right. shit and stuff. <laughs> There's always shit and stuff to do in There's the military. There's always shit and stuff to do. And that's come to a screeching halt for those who've been vaccinated. It really has. Not a joke. This is overwhelming evidence to sustain that. And so what I say to people who are worried about a new pandemic is get vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, even if you do catch the virus, quote unquote, mm -hmm. like people talk about it in did he just say the virus, quote unquote, like he doesn't believe it's real? I feel like, OK, so let, let's go with the idea that this might be a rubber man who <laughs> has also been brainwashed into thinking he is actually Joe Biden. What if this is his way of like screaming out to people these subliminal messages? This of, isn't real. It's not real. <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> That's the only logical explanation to this. This even if you do catch the virus, quote unquote, <laughs> like wait, what? Like, I'm like I'm telling you, Craig. Like I, well, serious. Like COVID is real. It sucked, but I would rather catch COVID a million times over. And I'm not even including the pneumonia part. The pneumonia part, I was part of the one percent that catches COVID pneumonia. Yeah, I would rather have just the flu COVID symptoms alone than have uh, strep throat. Really, it wasn't yeah. that bad. Just mild. Oh, compared to, compared to strep throat. Yeah, I have had I would, strep throat. I would absolutely, I would absolutely have COVID. I've had strep throat or pneumonia. I the only time I had pneumonia was in boot camp because you catch all kinds of stupid oh. shit in boot camp. I, I caught like that was one of the first times. Like my first couple of years, I caught strep throat a lot. Um, I have had strep throat. I don't think since I was a kid. So, or maybe I just ignore it like I do everything else. Who knows? Yeah, no, it's just really sore throat. That's all. The virus, quote unquote. The virus, quote unquote. <laughs> Normal terms. You're an overwhelming, not many people do. If you do, you're not likely to get sick. You're probably going to be symptomless. 
You're not going to be in a position where your where your life is in danger. Yeah. You say so asymptomatic. It's really kind of basic. Yeah, I think so. Let's get. To- yeah, that I mean, we said everything about that little segment. Let Let's push to this next segment. To um, the questions, Mr. Okay. President. Okay, I want to introduce you to... First, listen to these questions and tell me they are not the most staged fucking questions just regurgitating the talking points of the last six months. Every single question is just... Even the ones that are supposedly, oh, this is so-and-so a Republican. It's, it's just like somebody regurgitating like uh, what, what they would deem a Republican myth and it's almost like they're asking it sarcastically. It's just like you're not really a fucking Republican. It's like it's like Catholics for abortion. <laughs> exactly. So here here's the questions. Andrew Gunnery. She's a community resource director for a charter school. She's a Democrat currently running for her local school board. Andrea, welcome. God love you. The most important, <laughs> thankless job in the world, being on a school board. Thank you. So here in Hamilton County. I think even their dialogue, like when he introduces them, even Joe Biden's response, I'm pretty sure that's all pre-written, too. Even that. He's just, not a quippy person. He's not at all. And he's not quick on his toes. He would have been like, uh, 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 yeah, the, the, that's a, that's a really good job to have. That would be more like how Biden would off the, the is cuff your, respond. Is that your daughter right next to you? Oh, man. Mm. I remember being 12. I can smell you know, her. i doing if I were 12. I can smell her from here. That's why this definitely has to be the rubber man. Yes. <laughs> remains at about 50%, and you talked about the virus that's spreading. Masks are seen less and less, and as you know, children under age 12 still are not eligible to be vaccinated. Schools are working with all of this information Doesn't he as look they dead think there? about reopening next month. As a school employee and as a parent to children under age 12, what I'm really concerned What is your message to those parents, educators, and school districts? I understand your concern. I really do. My children are grown now, but my grandchildren, and I have one is only one and a half years old. So, you know, I understand. Number one, my message is. You know what's hilarious? Hmm. The fact that he acknowledges the existence of the one and a half year olds. Do you know the story behind his newest grandson? I don't. Okay. There's there's a couple strip clubs in D.C. Oh, yes, yes. Hunter Hunter knocked up a stripper. He knocked her up and she sued him uh, for child support in in Arkansas, where she's originally from. And Hunter refused to show up to the um, to, to, to whatever it is where you discuss parental rights because he was afraid of catching COVID. Oh, God. <laughs> and now Joe Biden forever has to acknowledge this legitimate grandchild. This is this is like some straight up Caligula shit. Like Hunter Biden is one of the most disgusting human oh, beings. Oh, absolutely. And this and this like coordinated effort to legitimize him is just some of the most like ridiculous pandering I have ever witnessed. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Joe even like advertises for his book. You remember all the 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 spiel about well, the president shouldn't be promoting this guy's book to like advance his book sales or anything. He shouldn't really even be acknowledging it because that is in a way promoting it as the president. I feel, of the United I feel States. like less it's like, look, go go get my son's really awesome book, and it's like, look, guys, Hunter can read. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Let's... He had he had the short. I'm sorry to go on the Hunter Biden. Thing. He had like the shortest military career of all time. Yeah, and he got booted, didn't he? 
like a month after becoming uh, an, an ensign in the Navy, he, he was a JAG officer. He showed up on his first day of drill in his Naval Reserve unit, and they fucking drug tested him. <laughs> and he popped. He didn't even he didn't even serve a day in a brig. They were just like, yeah, you're you're you you broke the law. And that's his military service record there. <laughs> a whole freaking not even a whole fucking day of of drill. I, I like he showed up like at you know, like you know in the afternoon portion when it's like form up, get your orders, do some shit, and go home. It was like yeah, we're you're 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 done now. And you know he's that guy in the bar that's like you know my time in the military it was rough. It was really rough, man. He was he's one of those guys. <laughs> he probably get kept his cat card to to continue get veterans discounts. Oh, you know like you know I he, bet did. You he did. Your video is frozen. Somewhere, up, keep going. somewhere, his somewhere, like in the universe, his brother Bo is looking around, and he's like, <laughs> "I don't know that fucking guy." For free, and you, and you, and you fucked my wife. <laughs> what is wrong with you? We could do a whole show just bitching about Hunter Biden because there's just <laughs> so much to him. I'll be quiet. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna push. Your video is frozen, so we get to look at your wonderful expression. But we're gonna keep going. I can still hear you, so we're good. Okay. All right, here we go. That one of the reasons why, you remember the criticism I got initially saying teachers should get vaccination, get in line first. The vast majority of teachers are vaccinated, number one. Number two, the CDC is going to say that what we should do is everyone over the age of, under the age of 12 should probably be wearing a mask in school. That's probably what's going to happen. Secondly, those over the age of 12 who are able to get vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you shouldn't wear a mask. If you aren't vaccinated, you should be wearing a mask. So it's going to... All right, so he just said, if you're not... If you are vaccinated, you should not be wearing a mask. That's exactly what he said. You should not be wearing a mask. Didn't Fauci just come out and say, hey, we're we're redoing, we're rethinking whether or not people who are vaccinated should wear masks. Didn't he just say that? Something like it, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, that was just probably around the same time last week that Joe Biden is saying this. And, you know, Fauci's probably in the background going, no, no, don't tell them that because I'm trying to get them all to wear masks again. Oh, so you should not be if you're vaccinated, you should not be wearing a mask. There's not this Can whole you believe that they replaced Veterans Day with Fauci Day in D.C. No, they did it. They did. What they the did that last year. What the fuck? Yeah, there's no more Veterans Day in Washington, D.C. It's because, Anthony Fauci Day. Because Fauci has done way more for the United States than um, the veterans ever did, obviously. I mean... <laughs> it's like Obama getting a peace prize right when he became president. It's like, what's this for? Good intentions. Yeah, and then he bombed the shit out of children <laughs> in hospitals. <laughs> Some peace peace prize uh, recipient. <laughs> He's he's the peace prize winner of the highest body count. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, let's keep going. Get a little bit tight in terms of well, our mom or dad being honest that you know Johnny did or did not get vaccinated. That's going to raise questions. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to see this work out in ways that people are going to know in the community. Everybody knows in the community whether or not. Johnny really did get the vaccination when he said he just said snitch on your neighbor. Yes. And so it's going to. Yes, he did. This is straight 1984 shit right here. Like everybody's going to know that Johnny didn't get his vaccination because we're all going to snitch. <laughs> this is like the sound of music stuff, but at least that family could go to Sweden or Switzerland or whatever. Where do we go? Uh, I don't. 
Idaho, Florida, Florida. There you go. You take Johnny to Florida and sing the sound of music. There you go. Uh, he, he continues with it, though. I think it's it's a matter of community responsibility. And I think you're going to see it work through. Well, let me... It's community responsibility to snitch on your neighbors. Have you read 1984, Remzo? I mean, I'll, I'll go a step further. I've read Night by Ellie Wiesel. I haven't read that one. It's a it's a book about the days leading up to the Holocaust. And no, I don't want this to be a, oh, he just compared it to the Holocaust type of situation, but it's like this is this is a form of societal ostracization. Yeah. Where you're basically weaponizing people. That's why when you have all these so called free market people who are like, Well, you know, if all the businesses want you to wear masks and get vaccine passports, it's okay, it's a free market. It's like at what point are they not just agents of the government? Right. Yeah. And well that's what I mean, they say the same shit about Facebook and Twitter. Well, they're free companies, or they're they're privately owned companies. But we all are know they? they're they're working they? they're working hand in hand with the the government, like all the time, constantly. And we keep seeing more and more articles within the last few weeks of, oh, Google and Facebook and these this company and that company are working in cooperation with the government to dispel misinformation or whatever. So. There's there's no such thing as free market anymore. You're just doing their bidding, is what it is. We've got it's to... like that. It's it's like that time uh, Google was in the hot seat for trying to build a massive censorship tool for China, as the CEO is before the the Senate Intelligence Committee, and he's just basically like, "Yeah, but we didn't." It's like, dude, but, come on! But you did. You kind of did. I'm gonna try to get your video back, Remzo. Like your your video is completely gone on my end. Oh, well, man, I I think I'll make it easier. I actually got to run. Ah, oh, damn. I'm you, sorry. You, you miss all the good stuff. I'm sorry. That's okay. We'll let you get out of here. Um, I'll send you this clipped up version if you want to watch the highlight reel of this thing. And um, I'll I'll just, I'll just keep watching live while I hit the road. All right, sounds good. All right, talk to you later, brother. All right, thanks for coming on, Remzo. Bye. That was Remzo Martinez. Check him out all over uh, social media at Hey Remzo. He has a podcast, a wonderful podcast called On the Run, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez. Check it out. Um, listen to him because his shit's really good. Uh, we've had him on several times on the show, and he never fails to uh, disappoint or um, not not bring. The bullshit. So uh, check out Remzo everywhere where you check out podcasts. I'm going to check and see if we got any comments in the comment section. I got Bill chiming in. He says, I can see Satan there. I'm guessing he's talking about Remzo because Remzo looks like Satan. Um, he, he said, applause is being piped in. That doesn't surprise me. I was thinking the same thing, Bill, that, that applause is being piped in because... Um, when you saw pictures of how many people were there, they didn't show it on the video. They wanted to make it look like there was more people there than actually are. But you can tell when they show the pictures that there is hardly hardly anybody there, anybody present. But then when they go to applause, it sounds like a stadium of people applauding for the president. And then Bill said, Hunter for President 2028. Fuck you, Bill. <laughs> that would be... A freaking nightmare. Um, I'm going to 
continue this video and just keep on talking about it. I could probably move a little faster without um, without Remzo and me getting completely derailed on this, but there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about in this video because it's, it's just so utterly ridiculous. So I'm going to keep pushing. Ask you, let me follow up on a question asking, when will children under 12 be able to get vaccinated? Soon, I believe. Soon, just soon. He believes it'll be soon that, that children will be able to get vaccinated, children under 12. He has no fucking clue, but he's going to pretend like he has a fucking clue, as he has been doing for the last six months of his presidency and all of last year during his campaign. He's going to continue to act like he has a fucking clue by giving vague answers like, soon, when are we going to see 12-year-olds be able to get vaccinated? Soon, I believe. Well, that's a safe answer, Joe. All right, keep moving on. You're always straight up about what you're doing. Way to kiss Don Lemon's ass. Don Lemon's been kissing your ass this whole time, so you got to kiss his ass right back. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means- What the fuck did he just say? I want to rewind that because I legitimately want to know what he just said. Soon, I believe. You're always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That was our coherent leader of the free world saying absolutely nothing. I have no idea what he said. I have watched this clip at least 15 times trying to make sense of whatever the hell he just said. He just said whatever what the question is, and then he went on a Joe Biden ramble of complete, utter nonsense. And then he ends it like he just said something profound. And even Don Lemon's like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, mm-hmm, like— yeah, I understand. I understood you. Don, you didn't understand a fucking word he just said because nobody understands a word he just said. I want to play that one more time just for just for my my own kicks. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are. Why can't the 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 experts say we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway too. I expect that to occur quickly. Oh, well, I that expect that to You mean for quickly. the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't, don't worry, Everybody Don. T- Don just bailed him out. He said, oh, you mean for the FDA? Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Don has this way of bailing the president of the United States out as much as possible, you can't bail this guy out of whatever the fuck he just said there. But Don Lemon has to bring it back to, oh, yeah, he just said a coherent thing. Oh, you, you mean by the FDA. That, that's what you meant by all that. Oh, of course, that's what I meant. 
was the FDA. Uh, we have this president, quote unquote, as he said about the virus, quote unquote president, who is supposed to be bringing some kind of logic to what's going on here. Supposed to be, well, all this is is fucking propaganda. This whole, this whole show, this facade that they're they're doing for an hour and 20 plus minutes is just straight propaganda. They're supposed to be convincing us that this is legitimate stuff. And we have the man, the face of this, Joe Biden, the face of the United States, can't produce a fucking sentence. And then you have this reporter, quote unquote reporter, who is supposed to (laughs) report on how things are. And all he's doing is propping up this puppet Biden and giving him the words, like filling in uh, whatever blanks, incoherent blanks that that Biden leaves. Here's Don Lemon just filling in the blanks and and just making up shit and saying, oh, oh, what you really meant was this, Mr. President. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Moving on. Talks about how, you know, this virus came, this, this, uh, uh, the, the drugs that are designed to kill the virus came along so quickly. Been working on it for two decades. There's nothing quick about this. It's been over two decades. So people say, I'm not taking a drug that was so approved so quickly. It's been two decades. The truth is... I find when politicians, when people in general, when you repeat something too many times, there's a good chance it was a lie and you're Not only trying to convince us, but you're trying to convince yourself. They've been working on this vaccine for two decades. This vaccine for this virus that just came into existence last year. They've been working on the vaccine for two decades, though. Without, obviously, without doing gain-of-function research on uh, uh, the COVID viruses, they've been working on this vaccine for two decades. What he goes on to say is, Um, Maybe we haven't said this enough. No, you haven't fucking said it at all. We've been saying for a year and three plus months. Not taking a vaccine because you've only been working on it for six months and then released it. All of a sudden, a year later, he says, oh, we've been working on this vaccine for two decades. What you should what you should know is two decades. Nobody said this shit before that I've heard. I've never seen anybody reporting that this vaccine has been being Produced for two decades. So I don't know if he's trying to convince himself or convince us. I don't know what... what. I have no idea. Because this is news to me. We haven't said it enough to people to allay their fears. There's nothing... Their, their fears. There's nothing that just happened to yesterday and they said, well, let's take a shot on this. And there's a process. Usually the process takes the better part of a year or more. Yes, Mr. President. This takes about a year or more, but we pushed out this vaccine in about six months. There's a reason why the FDA only approved it for emergency use. It's not because you've been working on it for two decades. If you've been working on this for two decades, it would have a full-blown FDA approval at this point, not an emergency use approval. That's the difference because it hasn't been tested enough to get the full approval rating. It only has emergency use approval and so once the emer- the state of emergency goes away there is no longer approval from the FDA to use this vaccination so 
two decades and all you've got out of this is emergency approval? I don't know. That sounds like bullshit to me. One last thing that's really important is we're not in a position where we think that any virus, including the Delta virus, which is much more transmissible and more deadly in terms of non-unvaccinated people, the, vi- the, the, the various shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you... Again, news to me, because from all the reports over the last three or four months that the Delta variant has been in the in the news, the vaccine doesn't protect you against the Delta variant. The vaccine might minimize, I guess, the side effects or or the symptoms of it, but it doesn't really affect the Delta variant. According to all the news sources that I've seen, from CNN to Fox News, all of them, and the president is up here saying, you're not going to get COVID if you have your vaccine. You're not going to get this, this Delta variant. I want to stay on this subject. I want to get to Dr. Nicole Baldwin. She's a pediatrician and a Republican. Dr. Baldwin, go ahead. Doc, how are you? Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my question, Mr. President. I am a pediatrician who utilizes social media to educate about health. No, you're not. And I'm very concerned about the rise in misinformation. You're a paid actor is what you are. You're a fucking paid actor, just like everybody else here that is asking questions. You're just a paid actor in this, this staged drama that is this town hall meeting. There is, I, I, I'm not convinced that a single person here is actually a legitimate, like, concerned uh, member of society. Nobody here is a legitimate person. They're all paid actors. They're all being fed the questions that we have pre-planned for, for Joe Biden to answer so um, intelligently. And so even though he had his bumbling moment there where you couldn't understand a freaking word he said— Bill says he had to bring him back on track. Yes, that's that's been this whole that's you see this throughout this whole thing is Don Lemon brings him back on track constantly. But I I do believe that all of these people asking questions are just paid actors. They're in on the game is what they are. <laughs> Thank you for taking my question, Mr. President. I am a pediatrician who utilizes social media to educate about health, and I'm very concerned about the rise in misinformation from the anti-vaccine community that is eroding trust in life-saving vaccines. Spread of this misinformation and declining... Sounds like Jen Psaki talking points, like straight out of the Jen Psaki playbook. We did a whole entire episode about this. This is Jen Psaki's talking points. Asked in the form of a question from a quote-unquote Republican pediatrician. Vaccination rates could leave Americans vulnerable to vaccine-preventable diseases in the future. So what I want to know is, what is the White House doing to combat medical misinformation and to restore America's faith in science? What we're doing is, number one, uh, restore America's faith in science is listen to the scientists. I'm not joking. I mean, literally listen. Wow. Applaud. To restore our faith in scientists, we're going to listen to the scientists. <clears throat> I grew up, <clears throat> excuse me, I grew up in a, a highly Christian family, and one of the one of the things that was refute was refuting of whether or not 
the things we were being taught was true. And I'm not saying they weren't true, but one of the things we were taught was the Bible tells us so. You cannot refute something by using, like, whether or not something is true by saying, well, look at this thing. It, it says it's true. That's like Joe Biden saying he's an honest guy. Well, we know Joe Biden's an honest guy because he said so. Why should we trust the scientist? By listening to the scientists. That makes fucking sense. You're the scientist. And not interfere. Not rush anything. Just make, let the scientists proceed because they desperately want to get this right. Number one. Number two, you may have heard, I never get myself in trouble, as you know, politically. <laughs> but you may have heard that I was critical of some of the things that are on Facebook. And it was, I was attacking Facebook. I wasn't attacking Facebook. There was a report out saying that for that something like 45% of the overwhelming disinformation on Facebook comes from 12 individuals. Yep. I said, they're killing people. Those 12 individuals, that misinformation is going to kill people. Way to backpedal on what you said, because we reported directly on this. The question was, what do you have to say to platforms like Facebook who are pushing out some of the, allowing some of this misinformation on their platforms? The answer was, they're killing people. What do you have to say to Facebook? They're killing people. Now he's saying, I didn't say that to Facebook. I said the 12 people were killing people. That's not what you said at all, but way to backpedal on that. Not a joke. Not a joke. It's like telling your kid, I tell you what, you're four years old, when you see a red light cross the street. I mean, come on. Come on, man. And so what we're trying to do is use every avenue we can, public, private, government, non-government, to try to get the facts out what they really are. Propaganda. And one of the things, Doc, that's happening that I'm feeling better about, I'm not being a wise guy now. Oh, no. I, you know, you, one of those other networks is not a big fan of mine. Uh, <laughs> one you talk about a lot. <laughs> but if you notice, <laughs> as they say in, in, in the southern part of my state, they've had an altar call, some of those guys. All of a sudden, they're out there saying, let's get vaccinated. Let's get vaccinated. The very people before this were saying, so that, but that, I, I shouldn't make fun of it. That's good. It's good. So he's referencing Fox News and Sean Hannity's and those people that are coming out now and saying, let's get, we, sh we should be getting vaccinated. And yes, they kind of have flipped their stance on it. That's their right to do so. And he's not making fun of them. He's just making fun of them. And it's funny how Don Lemon has to laugh at his jokes like you would sympathetically laugh at your grandpa's jokes uncomfortably at, like, a family reunion or something like that. Moving on. Well, let's bring in Christian Oliver. He's a Democrat. He works for the insurance industry. Christian, what's your question? Um, well, so my wife Stephanie and I are newlyweds as of this past Saturday. I'd brag if I were you, too. <laughs> These people are not real. They're not real people. And your answers aren't real. This is all a staged drama. As they say when they look at me and my wife, you married up, kid. <laughs> um, we required all of our guests and vendors to uh, be vaccinated to ensure safety. We are African-American, and in many of our communities, people are against the vaccine. Uh, a reason that stood out the most in regards to our guests is that they don't see the vaccine as being as safe as the CDC put it, puts it out to be. Um, how are you working toward convincing those in these communities that the vaccine is safe? 
It's really an important question because in the African-American community, there is a, a, less of an uptake of the vaccination. Number one, there's a reason for that. You know, you go back just to even World War II, African-Americans were used as experimental. They're almost like guinea pigs in terms of exa- they, they were anyway. It, 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 and, and I think there's somebody in Joe Biden's ear when he starts to get off track. I think he's got an earpiece in where they like cue him to get back on track because he'll he'll start to like ramble and then he'll be like, well, 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 anyway, back to my point. I think there's got to be something in his ear that or they got like some shocking thing on him that like shocks him back into uh, focus because he does that several times throughout this this whole interview process. Um, he'll start to ramble. Then I'll be like, well, but, but, but anyway, and then he'll get back on track. And, and your mom and dad remember that. They were probably worried he was going to say something really fucking racist. Your grandparents remember that. And so there's a reason for people to think that, I don't know, I'm not sure I trust. I'm not sure I trust this. Plus a lot of disinformation on top of it. One of the things, though, we're doing is what I've done, we've done, my team has done, is we provided the ability to put in African-American communities the vaccine and those who are, in fact, able to administer the vaccine and people who are respected in the community in the vaccine in those areas, particularly in areas where you have public health community, public health centers, where you, in fact, have people who are the folks who are really at the low end of the economic scale, don't have much access to anything. So we've taken literally mobile vans and people to the communities. Okay, I got nothing else to say. Can I ask you something, Mr. President? Because, um, you know, and so, by the way, you got, I don't know if you heard that, you got a pause when you corrected the I for we, and we're talking about we, and I think that's well, a, it. Is a, we. Wait a second. Pause. He just said, now, now I heard you correct yourself when you said I for we, correct yourself to we. You started to say I, then you corrected yourself to we. And I don't know if you heard, but you got applause for that. Let's go back Commendable attributes and re-listen to, to that. Let's go back and re-listen to that. One of that. the things, though, we're doing is what I've done, we've done, my team has done. You hear all that applause that Don Lemon said? We just, we just heard. I, I don't know if you heard the applause you got when you changed it from I to we. Zero applause there. Zero. Nothing. Not a single clap. Not a single sound. So I don't know what Don Lemon is doing here. He's trying to... I mean, that, that's the whole, this whole thing is just a fucking lie. The whole thing is just to convince you that you're seeing things and hearing things, or, or you misheard um, Biden say certain things. You misheard, you misinterpreted what he said, and they're going as far to lie about what you're seeing right in front of your fucking face. Like, if, if you can straight up lie about what we just saw and convince the president I don't know if you heard, Mr. President, that, that you got applause for that. Nobody's applauding. Nobody. Not a single. There's not even a sound. Here, I'll even play it forward a little bit. We provided the ability to put in. No applaud. Silence. Perfect silence. They're trying to manipulate what is happening in real time right before your eyeballs. African-American communities. Right before your eyeballs. But even with my own family, I'm just able to get with them. I haven't seen my mom in a year and a half, except for two weeks ago. I haven't seen my family for two years since the last time they visited Because you're a fucking dumbass. You have not seen your mom or dad for a year and a half, two years. 
You haven't seen your family for two years because of what? Because of COVID or because you're a douchebag too too concerned about your career, too concerned about being this puppet master or this puppet man on stage telling the president what he should and shouldn't say and what he has and has not heard in this, this interview. You haven't seen your parents for two years? You're a douchebag. But even within my own family, here I am on television every night, there is ambivalence, there's misinformation, and there's also mistrust in the system. How do you fix that? Well, I think you're gonna th it's going to seem like a non-answer to start with. Let me think about this. One of the things I said when I ran for office, it's not Democrat-Republican again, is you've got to restore faith in government. You've got to get people to the point where they trust government. And I made a commitment that when I made a mistake, I'd tell you and I've made mistakes. And when I think I got it right, I'll say it. But I'll take responsibility for what I do and say. Bullshit. Like this whole thing, this whole COVID thing has just been backpedaling, changing the narrative, changing the story, saying I said this when I actually said that, saying I didn't say this when I said that. No. No, no, you don't take responsibility when you get things wrong. You just make us believe you said something else. The people who seem to have the most impact are, the, are, are you know, that for that 17-year-old kid, the kitty he or she plays ball with. Mm -hmm. you, 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 you got the vaccination? Yeah. Are, are, you, are you okay? I mean, you seem, no, it works. Or, you, you know, or, 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 or the mom and dad or, 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 or the neighbor or when you go to church or when you're, no, I, I, I really mean it. There are trusted interlocutors. Think of the people. If, if your kid wanted to find out whether or not there were, there's a man on the moon or whatever, you know, something, or, you know, whether those aliens are here or not. What is he talking about? What the hell are you talking about, Joe? You know, who are the people they talk to beyond the kids who love talking about it? They go to people they respect. I don't know how he's comparing whether or not there's a man on the moon or, or aliens and shit to trusting the government. I don't know if he's just saying, well, we got to spread this this propaganda from peer to peer. That, that's all I get out of that. We got we to gotta share this narrative with our neighbors. We got to make sure they're getting the right narrative. So we need to be talking to our friends about this. Well, part of it is, that, don't you think part of it is that young people, especially those who are 30, maybe 30, 40 and under, they feel like they're invincible. They haven't faced mortality. Isn't it amazing we're yet. saying 40 and younger? <laughs> but, it's, hard, but, it's hard to say. Isn't but it? For, it is. But for them, you know, at first, the, at first the, the, the virus wasn't affecting them as much. Yes. And so they may feel that they're invincible. And now that this Delta variant is affecting them, maybe they'll have a come to Jesus of some sort. I'm... Well, by the way, I think that is. Why? Did they think they feel invincible to this? And why did they think that this doesn't affect them as much? Because that's what the media told us. That is what the health experts told us, is that people from 25 to 40 or whatever age group, they're not as susceptible to this. That's what they told us. It's not like all this misinformation's out there. If the misinformation's out there, it's because your health experts spread that misinformation. And now we need this come to Jesus moment where all of a sudden we're, we're just... We just realize how wrong we are. Or we just, they just tell us 
that the narrative changed. They just tell us that the story changed. There, that That's right back at it where he said, I will take responsibility when I've messed up. When the health experts are the ones that told us that young people aren't susceptible to this and they don't have to worry so much. And now all of a sudden we do, and they're making that our responsibility, that we were misinformed, we misinformed ourselves, we, we just ignored the shit. No. The health experts said this shit. The health experts are the ones that told us this. It's, that's happening. And be, look, think about this. This is the worst health crisis in 100 years. As I said, more people have died than all our major wars combined. There it is again. There it is but again. Now, when, it, when it's phased off, either I'm invincible, I'm young, I'm not going to get sick, it won't happen to me, or whatever the reason... Now they're looking around. Whatever the reason that you told us? Boy, in the community I live in, there's very few people who've gotten the vaccination. This COVID is much more transmissible. It's really rising. I better get some. So I think it's gradually changing. And you got a great dog there, kid. (laughs) (laughs) You got a great dog there, kid. That's all I got out of that. They are really hammering in this point. Again, when you they they repeat the same things over and over again to make sure they hammer it home. The Delta virus is much more transmissible, much more transmissible. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, they're coming to realize that this one is much more transmissible, much more transmissible. Hey, guys, guess what? The Delta virus is much more transmissible. Let's not forget that it's much more transmissible. Make sure we know that. Make sure that's hammered home. Uh, I- Um, So my question is, the economy is picking up significantly as it reopens from the pandemic. Are you concerned about the higher inflation prices, especially as we see gasoline, automotive, and food prices increase rapidly? What is your administration doing to help prevent the economy from overheating, such as the poor and middle class are not hurt by the higher prices of goods in the long run? First of all, the good news is the economy is picking up significantly. It's rational when you think about it. The cost of an automobile is kind of back to what it was before the pandemic. We compare what the prices were for the last year in the pandemic, and they are up. They're up because, in fact, there was not much to call for. For example, automobiles. You know, you had the rental car companies selling off their entire stock. You found yourself in the same way with automobile dealers. And all of a sudden now it's coming back. We're going to grow at 7% as expected. We, we created more jobs in the first six months of my, our administration than any time in American history. You created more jobs or you allowed jobs to open back up, Joe? You created these jobs? And your whole idea that inflation is only due to the fact that things are opening back up and they're going back to pre-COVID numbers. What about gasoline, Joe? Gasoline was not anywhere close to those numbers before COVID. Gasoline was at an all-time low before COVID. I know that's just one example. But this is an example of where they're going to say these fancy things at you to make you believe this isn't really inflation. What this is is just prices getting back to where they were. This is normal. That's not even what the feds are calling it. The feds are calling it inflation. The feds are saying, well, this is probably going to be temporary. Probably going to be temporary. 
So if they're saying it's probably, that means we have an actual inflation going on here. It's not just things bumping back up to pre-COVID prices. What about the price of wood that like went up like 10 times the price? It didn't just go back up to pre-COVID prices because I generally, I, I do some hobby woodworking on the side. Never seen wood prices the way that at the prices they were a month or two ago. Never seen them. Did not go back up to pre-COVID prices. It went up and then skyrocketed way past that. So this is another example where they're just telling you what to believe. They're just bullshitting you to make you feel comfortable and cushy about what's going on right now. We are about due for a break. I'm going to finish that that little point that he had there about the economy, and then I'm going to get into a break, and then we'll see how much more of this we can get through. I, I cut up the whole thing, but it's go- taking a lot longer because it's harder for me to do this without Bill and stay happy and positive. Like, me and Bill have this thing where we can bounce things back and forth, like me and Remzo were, and we can joke around and laugh about this, but when I watch it by myself, I just get fucking pissed off and irritated, and you just get get to listen to me bitch about this instead of joke about it, because when you just sit down on your own and think about it, it's angering. Like, it makes me pissed off that they are just flashing this stuff in your face and saying this stuff is real. Even things that your eyes just witnessed didn't happen. They're saying it happened. And this isn't just like CNN and Democrat thing. This is politics in general. This is your government in general. They just tell you to believe what they want you to believe so you can go on being happy and they can keep doing and spending whatever the fuck they want and and that that's just their game. Just believe what we tell you because we're smarter than you. I'm going to finish off this point that he was talking about the economy, and then I'm going to get us into a break here in just a second. And by the way, that's one of the reasons why I also signed an executive order dealing with the whole idea of competition. You know, the idea that we're in a situation where there are so many companies who are keeping people out of the competition. For example, you have over 600,000 people out there signing, uh, 6 million people signing, uh, I better check the number. Because you're uh, making uh, up the numbers. Signing non-compete agreements. Not because they have any state, any secret, but because they work for one fast food restaurant and they're told they can't get 10 cents more going across town going to the other fast food restaurant. Why? To keep wages down. Have you ever heard of a freaking fast food restaurant making you sign a non-compete? Please comment in the comment section if you have worked for a fast food company that made you sign a non-compete. That's not where the non-competes are. The non-competes are in like the tech industry and stuff where, yes, there is trade secrets that they don't want you to go on and work with the competition and then bring the the knowledge you gained from this company over to that company. That's what non-competes are for. I have never once heard of anybody working for a fast food company and signing a non-compete that they can't go from McDonald's and go work at Burger King. Never once heard of it. So if it is a thing, you have experienced it or you know somebody who has, prove me wrong, please. I, I, I know that I don't know everything, so prove me wrong. So you seem pretty confident that, that inflation is temporary, but if you're pumping all of this money into the 
economy, couldn't that add to... No, the, the, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Because we're going to... There it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. God, I got shit in my throat. There it is again. Repeat the thing three times. It's almost like they're trying to hypnotize us to believe the shit. Reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Oh, you triggered it. Printing off more money, throwing trillions more money, fake money, printed off money, which we all know when you print more money, the value of money goes down, which makes things more expensive. That's how this works. When there is more money printed, dollars lose value. When dollars lose value, things go up in price. That's called inflation. So he's sitting here saying, oh, these trillions of dollar plans, these spending bills that that I'm coming up with, that I'm proposing, they're actually going to decrease inflation. Decrease it. Decrease it. I, how can you I, – I don't even understand how you can justify that statement. Yeah, he's saying, oh, uh, because – we're creating jobs, which is going to this and that. But you are printing money that doesn't exist, devaluing our currency, which in reality doesn't exist either, and then saying somehow that's going to bring the price of goods down? I don't understand it. We're not supposed to understand it because, again, we're too stupid. we got to let these politicians do um, – their jobs because we're too stupid to understand it. That's why we put them in these these places that they're at because we're too stupid. We're too irrational to figure the shit out on our own. I'm going to get into a break real quick because we're long overdue for it. When I come back, we're going to continue the shit on. Um, drop a line. Drop a comment in the comment section here. Um, let me know what you think of all this shit. Um, I'm going to open the Zoom link up for call-ins because I don't have a co-host here. It would be nice to bounce some of the shit off of. So make sure you call in. Um, I, I could use some help here. It, it is difficult to maintain some kind of positivity while watching this bullshit, watching this, this blatant propaganda right in front of our, of our faces. So call in. I will leave the, the Zoom link in the, the YouTube comments there. Um, I'm going to be back in probably... Five minutes or so, I'm going to catch my breath, chill out a little bit, then we'll come back and we will continue on with this fucking bullshit. I will be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remso W. Martinez, at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together.
Hey everybody, I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast, that is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Right, I am back. We are discussing, and watching, and bitching about Joe Biden's CNN town hall, if that's what you call it. I don't know where they got the the name town hall. So when I think of town hall, I think they try to make it feel like it's like a small town atmosphere. You know how how Joe Biden likes to call himself like basically small town joe from delaware i think that's what they're going for here this this town hall event no it's just it's just staged is all it is it's just stage propaganda uh, bill chimed in he did some research on one of the the people asking questions here I'm trying to read it it's really tiny that's why i'm leaning so far in says Dr. Baldwin, who I think is that really toothy woman who I, I initially started saying was a freaking paid actor, says Dr. Baldwin is a registered Republican, but she voted for Biden. If she's a real Republican, I'm a drag queen. <laughs> well, Bill, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you are a drag queen on the weekends. Says she retweeted CN, she retweets CNN on a regular basis and follows Trevor Noah and Colin Kaepernick. Says, according to her, this event was in by invite only. So his people found the right people to be here. So they went out and searched for the right people to ask, ask the right questions to be called the, the token Republican for this event, even though she voted for Biden, even though she um, she follows all this other liberal media, which doesn't doesn't mean anything. I follow media on all the sides. But still, I think she's a paid actress, or in the very least, they found these people specifically because they would they would play ball, they would play by the rules. They want to ask some off the wall question that would get uh, Biden rambling, as Biden has already tended to do in this, even with all these pre pre written uh, messages, all these pre written answers. Let me get rid of this music. And then we'll get right back into this this video here. I don't think we're going to get all the way through all the clips that I had here. I did have to get myself something a little bit stronger for this because it's just irritating me so much. So I opted from to switch from coffee to some bourbon, some cheap bourbon. So we'll see how, how far off the rails I get with this. So you get to hear my ice clink. So going to pull this video back up. This is the... On stage propaganda drama known as the CNN town hall with President Joe Biden. Let's continue. I am dismayed at how often Dis Democratic dismayed. plans for stabilizing the economy or shoring up new strength. Because normal people start a sentence with, I am dismayed. Real people start conversations that way. ...of the virus are held hostage by the utopian need to gain bipartisan support. It appears at every turn the Democratic plan is weakened and still secures zero Republican votes. 
Sometimes the opposition is just wrong, and working to get them to agree with you is fruitless. Why is the strategy to abandon the need for bipartisanship not the right answer? Sometimes your party is just wrong, too. You said sometimes the opposition is just wrong, and we can't we, – we are unable to push the Democratic plan. Nine times out of ten, both sides are fucking wrong. And it pisses me off when you get up here and, and say, well, how about we just abandon the whole concept of trying to come up with a bipartisan solution because sometimes the opposition is just wrong. Like your side is always just right. It's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, but that's just bullshit. Like I don't even like this woman just because of the way she worded this question. I may be the wrong guy to talk to because I spent a lot of time as a senator and vice president. I'm going to say something outrageous. I don't know you'll find any Republican I ever worked with who says ever broke my word, didn't do exactly what I said I would do and keep my word. That is outrageous, Joe. To say that you're not going to find a single Republican or Democrat I work with that would say I didn't keep my word. What about all the times you broke your word from your campaign trail? What about the times that um, you said that – I mean I can't even remember when, when he said he wasn't going to shut down certain pipelines and shit like that. And, and Trump was like – he did say it. He said it like five times. I'll release the video of it. And then turn around as soon as he's elected, shuts down the pipelines. What about those times? What about the times you were going to work with the unions and then you stabbed the unions in the back when you shut down the pipelines? You're, you're seriously like with a straight face saying there's no Republican I've ever worked with that says I'm not a man of my word and I don't keep my word. Bullshit. If Republicans and Democrats can't come together – Right to investigate the biggest attack on our capital in 200 years. What makes you think that they can come together on anything? These people. Oh no, I mean it. I'm not being facetious. He had to stop and think about Democrats that one right off the Republicans. cuff. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. <laughs> the fact is, you can't look at that television and say nothing happened on the sixth. You can't listen to people who say this was a peaceful march. No, I'm serious. Think about it. Think of the things being said. I've been through the other end of this when the Democrats 35 years ago were way off to the other side. They're still way off the other side, Joe. You're so out of touch with reality that 50% of the Democrats are on the side of the squad that doesn't even think what you are saying is far enough left. They are far on the other side you just don't know it because you are stuck in your delusion think about it think but what about you it. can do though what they can do is try to change the narrative and say well why wasn't nancy pelosi prepared why weren't the democrats prepared well, for, no they for can that say that and you can make honest judgments about it i have look i sometimes get myself in trouble for what i'm about to say not that i ever get in trouble <laughs> As you've heard me say before, no one ever doubts I mean what I say. The problem is I sometimes say all that I mean. <laughs> and uh, Who all says kidding that? aside, I have faith in the American people. I really do to ultimately get to the right place. And by the way, many times Republicans are in the right place. I don't mean that the Republicans, it's only the Democratic point of view. But At least you said something there 
against what she said of a lot of times the opposition is just wrong. At least Joe has the smarts, the common sense to bring it back to, you know, we're not always right. We're not always right either. And they're not always wrong. Some of the stuff, I mean, QAnon, the idea that the Democrats or the Biden is hiding people and sucking the blood of children and do- no, I'm serious. That's why. Why did he bring that part up? It went from the question was, how are we going to like, should we pull away from bipartisanship? And then Don Lemon even brought it up to if if we can't come to agreement on the fact that this was the worst attack on our capital in 200 years. How do, how do we expect to agree on other things? This is John Lanny. He is the owner and co-founder of a restaurant group with 39 restaurants across the country, Mr. President. He is a Republican. John. Hi there, Mr. Hey, President. I thank you for taking my question tonight. Uh, we employ hundreds of hardworking team members throughout the state of Ohio and across the country, and we're looking to hire more every day as we try to restart our restaurant business. The entire industry, amongst other industries, continue to struggle to find employees. How do you and the Biden administration plan to incentivize those that haven't returned to work yet? Hiring is our top priority right now. Well, two things. One, if you notice, we kept you open. We spent billions of dollars to make sure restaurants could stay open. Thank you, Joe. That's the whole government sent uh, sentiment of, look what we did for you. The guy, if he was a legitimate restaurant owner, he was saying, like, how can we blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do for us to bounce back from these COVID lockdowns. And Joe's response, his initial response was, firstly, don't forget, we, we, out of the goodness of our hearts, we kept you open. If it wasn't for us, you would not be open. We spent billions of dollars, he said, to keep you open. That's reminiscent to me of back when um, Barack Obama said, uh, th- these businesses that blah, blah, blah. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. That was, we assisted with that, with tax breaks and this and that. You didn't build that. That wasn't you. That wasn't your hard work. That was us. Out of the goodness of our hearts as the government of the United States, we allowed you to build your business. We allowed you to stay open during this pandemic. We pumped billions of dollars to keep you open. Thank you, President Biden. That is that that right there pissed me off more than all the fake bullshit, all the fake questions, all the blatant in your face lies that they're that they were trying to pull over you. That statement right there, we kept you open. Don't forget we kept you open and we gave you billions of dollars to stay open. Thank you. Thank you. But first, first don't forget you shut everything down. You shut down the economy. Like you talk about building jobs and bouncing back from this economic recession. You did this. You're the ones that put us in that spot to begin with. So then we would become dependent on you to pump the billions of dollars. So then you could throw it back in our fucking faces and say, don't forget, we kept you open. And, uh, and uh, a lot of people... 
who now, who worked as waiters and waitresses, uh, decided that they don't want to do that anymore because there's other opportunities. Wait a second. Wait a second. He just said, there's such a shortage for you restaurant workers because these people decided that they don't want to do that anymore. Yet when we come out and say, when people are saying, there's no way that somebody working a fast food restaurant making minimum wage can support a family of blah, blah, blah. People like me come out and say, those jobs were not intended to support families. That might sound shitty. You might be pissed that I say that. Restaurant fast food jobs are made for high schoolers to make a couple extra bucks to save for a car or to go out and party or do whatever. They weren't made to support a family. By that point, you should move on and improve yourself and get a better job that pays more. A job that has more competitive competitive wages that allow you to support your family, that allow you to pop out babies and buy a house and buy a car. That's what I've been saying ever since this whole um, argument that who can who can survive with a family on the wages of fast food? Nobody. They weren't intended for that. Move on. And now Joe is saying those people decided that they want to move on and do better things. Joe can say that without repercussion, being like, oh, that's a shitty mindset, blah, blah, blah. But we can't – the people like me, the people like you that understand this reality – can't say those things otherwise we're some sort of somehow we're racist obviously somehow we don't care about like single moms or 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 the poor no we just see reality for what it is fast food restaurants weren't made for people supporting families i get that people get put in situations where that's all they have but the whole point is to better yourself, to move to move up. And that's what Joe is saying here. And he's saying exactly what we've been saying. And somehow people are going, going to applaud this and be like, yeah, these motherfuckers are getting better jobs. Fuck you, restaurant. That's what we've been saying for years. My, uh, my deceased wife's father-in-law was a restaurateur up in, uh, up in Syracuse. Did he just say my deceased wife's father-in-law? My deceased wife's father-in-law was a restaurateur up in wherever, Delaware, wherever. That would mean your wife is dead and it's your dad was was the one that was own, owned a restaurant. Let me let me backtrack that. My uh, my deceased wife's father-in-law was a restaurateur up in So your dad. Your dad and your wife's dead. We all know his wife's not dead, hopefully. I don't think she's dead. And your dad was a restaurateur. Again, your pre-scripted answers, your your Bidenisms are coming out. So this whole theory that Ramzo had that this was somebody else playing this part doesn't make sense because he says stuff like my deceased wife's father-in-law. Up in Syracuse, New York. And uh, by the way, he tried to convince, he had a, he had a, 
a restaurant that was in a town called Auburn, about 20,000 people, which was sort of flagship 24-hour a, uh, a day restaurant that, uh, and he offered it to me, which I would have been making five times that I would in law school to try to keep me in Syracuse. But I spent too many times at home, hearing a in his home, hearing a phone call. The cook didn't come in. He's in fight with his wife. What, what's going on? So exactly. I would, I, God love you doing what you do. But all kidding aside, I think it really is a matter of people deciding now that they have opportunities to do other things and there is a shortage of employees. People are looking to make more money and to, and to bargain. There it is again. People are realizing that they want better opportunities and they want to make more money. So they move to better jobs. Yes, that leaves a shortage for the restaurant owners, but there's no short supply of teenagers looking for those jobs. The people that are supposed to be working those fast food and those waitress jobs or the college students back from for the summer, that's what those are supposed to be for. Anyway, I think I've said enough about that. Well, let me ask you, because he's, John is looking to hire people. He's got 39 restaurants across the country. Yeah. Is there anything you can do to help him out? I mean, he's, he's got to get people in. Well, well John, for first of all, I, you know, the thing we did to help John and the Johns out is provide billions of dollars to make sure they could stay open. There it is again. Number one. So Number one. We kept you open. Number one, John. Don Lemon's trying to coax him along and say, how can you help this guy out? You haven't really helped him. You've said these people are moving on, moving to better jobs, as they should, as they should. How can you help this guy? Well, you got to remember, we kept you open with billions of dollars. So you all contributed to making sure John could stay in business. Not and by choice. We should have done that, as we did for other industries. But secondly, John, my guess is that um, people being seven, eight dollars an hour plus tips—that—that's. I think, John, you're going to be finding fifteen bucks an hour or more now. And you, but you may pay that already. You may pay that already. Well, let me let me let me ask you because he didn't even give John a chance to respond. He said, "Pay him more," and John looked like he was going to say, "Yeah, we already do that," but. Or he was going to say, uh, fuck you, I don't want to spend more money on my waitresses. I don't know, but that Don doesn't even go give him a chance to rebuttal that. Everywhere I go, there isn't a, a pretty much a shop in my town, a restaurant or whatever, where there isn't a, a for hire sign. We were trying to check into the hotel. They couldn't get the rooms cleaned fast enough because they can't find staff. You mentioned something. You said we're going to end the things that may be keeping people back. Do you, are, you think well, that's the unemployment benefits Well, that expanded? was argued it was. I, I, don't, I don't think it did much. But the point is it's argued that because the extended unemployment benefits kept people, they'd rather stay home and not work. He just said, I don't think the extended unemployment benefits did much. Again, Don Lemon had to bail him out because Joe said, We're, the, 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 things, the, 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 the things are coming to an end. And Don had to bail him out and say, are you talking about the extended unemployment, unemployment benefits? And Joe just said there, I don't think they did much. So the billions of dollars we spent on extended unemployment benefits that we said aren't doing much to revigorate the economy. President Biden 
the leader of the country said the same thing. But he's going to backpedal in this. Don't don't worry. He'll he'll try to catch catch back up so he doesn't piss too many people off. Then go to work. You don't think it, it, it did that? I, I see no evidence it had any serious impact on it. But you can argue. Let's assume it did. It's coming. So I don't see how extended unemployment benefits really affected anything. But let's argue that it did. Now let's talk hypothetical now because we all know it's not real. Joe Biden's coming out and saying it's not real. This facade that extended nine months of extra unemployment benefits are going to somehow get people to go out and look for more jobs that don't pay as much as the unemployment benefits are. Joe Biden knows that's false. But hypothetically, let's say it did. So now he's going to go off in hypotheticals. So we we don't have to believe anything he's about to say because he just admitted to speaking in hypotheticals. To an end. So it's not like we're in a situation where if, 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 if that was it and it ends, then we're going to see John's going to have no problem. What? If you have an op- we for example, I, I want to be able to, what, one of my programs is to make sure that we have four more years of school that's free. So he's still continuing on John's question. He hasn't really answered John's question. He started speaking in hypotheticals. Now he's talking about making sure education is free. Let me rewind this. You don't think it, it, it did that? Too far. I, I, too far. If you have an op- we for example, I, I want to be able to, what, one of my programs is to make sure that we have four more years of school that's free. Two years for three-year-olds and four-year-olds because it's demonstrated that that increases significantly success and community college. Yeah. Well, those folks are not likely to want to go and be waiters. There's nothing wrong with being a waiter or waitress. My family's been engaged in that business. But Sorry, we're going to, sorry, John, restaurant owner John. We're going to give away free school so people go get free college education. And then they're not going to want to go work in your restaurant anymore. So this is our solution for you, John, is fuck you, John. Nothing he has said here has in any way benefited John, minus we spent billions of dollars to keep you open. But people don't want to work there anymore. We're going to give them free education so they realize they have more value than just working at, at a restaurant. And then they're not going to want to work there anymore. So fuck you, John. The folks is, and lastly, if you make less than 15 bucks an hour working 40 hours a week, you're living below the poverty level. That is true. That's why you shouldn't work fast food as a parent. Tired of trickle down. I come from the corporate state of America. And by the way... I think you should be able to go out and make a billion dollars or a hundred million dollars if you have the capacity to do it. But I ask one thing. Pay your fair share. So let's move on to the next topic. Let's move away from that. Since he did not answer Joe's question at all, I watched the entire thing. He moved completely away from, not Joe, but John, the restaurant owner, his question. Never once answered anything minus, we kept you open. We did that for you. You're welcome. Uh, so my question is, last week regarding the GOP's efforts to restrict voting rights, uh, you said those efforts were, quote, the most dangerous threat to voting and the integrity of free and fair elections in our history, end quote. While you have condemned these attacks, you and congressional members of your party 
have done little to actually stop these assaults. If these efforts are really the most dangerous in our history, isn't it logical to get rid of the filibuster so we can protect our democracy and secure the right to vote? The most dangerous thing for voters' rights in the history of our country to include not allowing African Americans to vote because they're property, to include not allowing women to vote because they're not fully humans. These voter rights laws are the most dangerous things, including the filibuster. The filibuster is thrown in this. Most dangerous thing for voter rights in the history of our country. Interesting. I would like to hear his logic on that, but I think it would just make my freaking brain bleed the way all the rest of the shit does. Never before has there been an attempt by state legislatures to take over the ability to determine who won. Not count the votes, determine who won. We have election officials across the board Back to that January they are deciding 6th. to push out of the way. And if, in fact, tomorrow, as let's, let's say we're running last time and we're, this, these laws have been in effect, that are these changes. In Georgia, the Georgia's legislature, you know, Biden won by multiple thousand votes. They could say, we don't think it was legit. And the state legislature votes, we're going to send electors up to Congress to vote for Trump, not Biden. That's never, ever, 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 ever been tried before. This is Jim Crow. Oh, it has, though. We did a whole episode on this. It has been tried before. I can't remember the exact dates or elections, but they have sent other electors up when they didn't feel like they felt that they thought they won. They have done it before. We're going to send electors up to Congress to vote for Trump, not Biden. That's never, ever, 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 ever been tried before. Mm-hmm. This is Jim Crow on, on steroids. Jim Crow on steroids, ladies and gentlemen. Thinking that we should, we, we don't, we, we think that there was cheating in the election, thinking that there was miscounts in the election, so we're going to send up other delegates for, instead of, the ones for the the actual vote that we think was cheated on. We're going to send up another delegate to vote for somebody else. That's Jim Crow on steroids. Tell that to any African-American who experienced Jim Crow, who experienced the lynching, who experienced like the, the separate drinking fountains, the getting uh, sat on the back of the bus instead of tell that to fucking Rosa Parks. That that is Jim Crow on steroids. That is way, way worse than Jim Crow ever was. You're not going to talk to any African-American that lived, that experienced the Jim Crow laws and convince them that that's worse than Jim Crow. Whether you agree with it or not, whether you agree with the fact that they should, should or should not send up another delegate— that's not the point. The fact is he's saying this is Jim Crow on steroids. It is far worse than Jim Crow laws were in the 60s. 
there were significantly fewer filibusters in those days, in the middle of the civil rights movement. But let, let, me, let, me, let me talk to you about that. Because well, let this me is... finish my answer, because well, I'll tell you what I do. I would go back to that where you have to maintain the floor. You have to stand there and talk and hold the floor. You can't I, just say I understand now. that. But what difference is that if you hold the floor for, you know, a day or a year, what difference does it make? Here's the thing for me. You talked about people, and this is important for people who look like me. My grandmother would sit around when I was a kid, fifth grade, had a fifth grade education. I learned that she couldn't read when, when I was doing my homework. She would tell me stories about people asking her to count the number of jelly beans in the jar yep. or the soap. And so why is protecting the filibuster, is that more important no, than protecting no, voting rights? No. Especially okay. Joe Biden here is supporting the filibuster, but he's wanting to revert it back to the old days where you had to hold the floor. You couldn't go take a piss. You had to be there the whole time. So if you're filibustering for 48 hours, you can't go take a piss for 48 hours. You better bring your adult diapers. Somehow Don Lemon brings us in, talks about his grandma who can't read, talks about her counting jelly beans in a jar and soap or whatever, and then brings it back to the filibuster. What are you asking Don? What is your point? People that look like you, that can't read, filibuster. What, what's, what's the question here? Is it for people who fought and died for that? No. So his, his point was, my grandma can't read. Are you really going to protect the filibuster when my grandma can't read and she counted jelly beans in a jar? I don't even understand where we're going with this. This is... I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I guess I don't understand because I'm not in that situation. I'm, I didn't, my family didn't experience that because my, my family doesn't look like him, as he put it. Not as I put it, as he put it. My family doesn't look like him, so I don't know what it's like to not be a, have a grandma who can't read, even though I'm not even sure if my grandma can read. I don't know if she counted jelly beans in a jar. I have no idea what that has to do with the filibuster or getting rid of, rid of it, or protecting it. Like, are we really going to protect the filibuster and throw all the rest of this out the window? What? What are we throwing out the window? You didn't say it. You didn't make a point, Don, besides the fact that your your grandma grew up in an unfortunate situation. Let's keep going because this is pissing me off. Oops, that is not the screen I wanted. That is me, but not the screen I wanted. There it is. If you if you you agree with the former president, he is called your your as you call him your old boss, that it is a relic of Jim Crow. It is. If it's a relic of Jim Crow, it's been used to fight against Joe Biden civil says rights the legislation. Fil the filibuster is relic of Jim Crow, no but we're going to keep protected it. Other than you're going to throw the entire Congress into chaos and nothing will get done. Nothing gets right. done nothing anyway. Nothing will get done. And there's a lot at stake. The most important one is the right to vote. That's the single most important one. And your vote count it and count it by someone who honestly counts it. But it goes beyond that. For example, wouldn't, wouldn't my friends on the other side love to have a debate about the filibuster instead of passing the Recovery Act? Or wouldn't they love doing it instead of being in a position where we provide for... How many of you have children under the age of 17? Raise your hand. Guess what? You're getting a lot of money in a monthly check now, aren't you? you see what no, he, you deserve no, no, no. You see the bait and switch he just did there? Don Lemon is concerned about the filibuster and 
its racist undertones and the fact that it is reminiscent of Jim Crow, as he put it. And Joe Biden said, we're giving you guys a bunch of money. Woo! Everybody applauses. Here, let me show the applause. Oh, I really mean it. Republicans used to fight for it as that. well. It's called the filibuster instead of passing the Recovery Act. Or wouldn't they love doing it instead of being in a position where we provide for... How many of you have children under the age of 17? Raise your hand. Guess what? We gave you money. You're getting a lot of money in a monthly check now, aren't you? No, you deserve... No, no, no. I really mean it. I guess there wasn't a lot of applause. It as well. It's called the child tax credit. I guess there wasn't a lot of applause. There was a couple claps, and people were probably jaw-dropped, like, how the hell does this answer Don's question about the racist undertones of the filibuster, according to Don? That's according to Don, not according to me. And him, in his political mindset, the way politicians do, circled that too. Guess what? We're giving you money. Yay. Money. Yay. Let me say it again. Money. Yay. Got to say it three times so people can uh, get hypnotized by the mantra of it. And then they can forget about the question that he was alluding in the first place. The fact that people like Don Lemon want the filibuster gone. Even though the Democrats fought for the filibuster and didn't want it gone when the Republicans were in control, but when they're in control, they don't want the filibuster because then things work the way the filibuster was intended. Then they they can't get everything they want and everything passed because of a majority because of this filibuster. But when asked the question, when put on the spot, Joe says... We're giving you money. Woo! The next question, and it's about gun violence. And then he moves on. Paralegal. Um, She's an advocate. Her name is Andrea Solis Canto. She's a Democrat. Andrea, go ahead. I should be a public defender, kiddo. Thanks for what you're doing. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So gun violence has been on the rise across the country. And as a recent student and young professional living in Over the Rhine, I've seen this firsthand. Um, Gun violence has taken the lives of so many young students and young people. I'm tired and I want to see change. It's going to make our cities like Cincinnati safer. So how will you address gun violence from a federal point of view to actually bring about change and make our local cities safer? Now, I'm not being a wise guy. There's no reason you should. Have you seen my gun violence legislation I've introduced? Oh, yes, she has. Everybody's read proposed legislation. Everybody has seen that. Everybody's read it. As a normal human being, as a real person, oh, I'm not being a wise guy, but have you read my proposed legislation? Why are you, first of all, you're the president, you're not proposing legislation. Second of all, no normal human doesn't read, normal humans don't read proposed legislation. Yes, we've heard reports on it, but no, she has not, unless she's a fake person. But she nods her head, yes. Oh, of course. Of course, Mr. President. Of course I've read that. I'm concerned, but of course I, I, I know the direction you're going to go with the statement because this is all pre-written bullshit. This is all a scripted act. Because you're so involved. Obviously. Actually, so involved. crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. Guns. I'm the only guy that ever got 
passed legislation when I was a senator to make sure we eliminated assault weapons. The idea you need a weapon that can have the ability to fire 20, 30, 40, 50, 120 shots from that oh. weapon, whether it's a whether it's a nine millimeter pistol or whether oh, yes, 120 shots from a nine millimeter pistol. That would be impressive. I want to see the nine millimeter pistol that shoots 120 shots because I would buy that pistol. It would be very inefficient. It would be very heavy. It would not fit in my concealed carry holster, but I would buy it just out of principle. The fact that there is an 120 round nine millimeter pistol. It's a rifle. I'm continuing to push to eliminate the sale of those things, but I'm not likely to get that done in the near term. So here's what I've done. He's not likely to pass anything about gun bans in the near future is what he just said. He just admitted to all his Democratic cohorts, all the people that propped him up here for all this legislation, he just admitted, I'm not likely going to be able to do that. I know you want it. I know you want us to ban assault rifles or AR-15s, as he calls assault rifles, but it's not likely going to get done in the short term. In other words, in my presidency, it's not going to get done. So don't hold out hopes for that because I'm a man of my word. But it's not going to likely get done. The people who, in fact, are using those weapons are acquiring them illegally. Oh, illegally. shit. Gun laws. We need more gun laws. We need gun bans. We need to outlaw AR-15s because of all these shootings. Once again, the president says exactly what we've been saying this whole time. They've been acquiring them illegally, as he said. Illegally. It doesn't matter what gun ban you put on there. They're acquiring them illegally. It doesn't matter... The background checks, they're acquiring them illegally. It doesn't matter what laws are in place when people are doing things illegally because that's against the law. So you just gave credit to what every Second Amendment pusher, supporter, has been saying this whole time. Gun bans don't matter in these situations because they are acquiring them illegally. Newsflash, they're also shooting people illegally. There are plenty of laws on the books that say, don't shoot a motherfucker. And they're still doing it. There are shooting motherfucker bans. They're still doing it. The president understands this. And somehow with this slip of the tongue, he admits this. Gun bans don't freaking matter because they're doing it illegally that's got to piss a lot of people on the left off because they're calling for all these gun bans and they're missing this point that there's laws against mass shootings there's laws against freaking murder there's laws against freaking shooting people 
Assault with a deadly weapon. There's laws. Even if you don't kill somebody, there's laws if you shoot somebody. They're still doing it. The president understands this. But the people who are pushing for gun laws don't understand this. And so I don't know if it is a Freudian slip or what, but he understands this somewhere in his demented brain. He understands that it doesn't matter what laws you push through because they're doing it illegally. And so what happens is I've gotten ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. I have them increase their budget and increase their capacity along with the Justice Department. Increasing police officers. To go after the gun shops that are not abiding by the law of doing background checks. Increasing police officers. Does that sound like defunding the police? No, that's funding more police. Increasing police. Number two, number two, we're in a position where you, most of the cities, and I don't know enough, I think you've had a lot of gun violence here in Cincinnati. I think it was up to what? How many, how many dead? 500 over a period? Don't hold me the number. Over a period? 500 over a period. That's a safe answer, Joe. How many dead? 500 over a period? Yeah, probably. That sounds accurate. There's probably 500 over an unspecified period. Country. And it's not because the gun shops in the cities are selling these guns. They are either shadow gun dealers and or gun shops that are not abiding by the law. So we're going to illegally. do major investigations and shut those guys down and put some of them in jail. Again, illegally. The larger problem of the whole issue of law enforcement generally. We're in a situation where as much as the, we need to pass the, you know, the, the Floyd Act and all that, but here's the deal. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. He kind of blows this off like, yeah, you know, that bullshit Floyd Act. That's the way he kind of <laughs> presents this. It's like, yeah, we're in the, pro- in the process of uh, passing this, uh, this, this, this bullshit. But here's the deal. Cops are having real trouble. They're not all bad guys. They're a lot of good guys. We- oh, there's good guys on both sides? Isn't that what Trump said? So you're saying that all the... Are you saying that the the Chauvins, the Derek Chauvins, was, were good guys? Because you just said... You just basically said what Trump said about that stupid North Carolina rally where he said, Oh, there's, there's good people on both sides. There's the, the, the good Leas on one side and there's uh, uh, the good Leas on the other side. And, uh, 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 and then they, they told him, they said he was a white supremacist because he said all those guys were good. So all these defund the police people should have just heard Biden say that Derek Chauvin was good. We need more policemen, not fewer policemen. More policemen, not fewer. We need them involved fewer. in community policing. Community policing. And when we did that, violent crime went down. So he's going completely against his platform of defund the police by saying we actually, we don't need less police. We don't need to defund the police. We need more police. This is the guy the defund the police people voted for. And he's saying we need more police. Again, I think that a big this part is, of... This is Kamala Harris. And during the, the, the campaign trail, I'm pretty sure is when this video came out, talking about 
whether or not we need more police or less police. This conversation really is about reimagining how we do public safety in America, which I support, which is this. We have confused the, the idea that to achieve safety, you put more cops on the street. Instead of understanding to achieve safe and healthy communities, you put more resources into the public education system of those communities, into affordable housing, into home ownership, into access to capital for small businesses, access to health care regardless of, of how much money people have. That's how you achieve safe and healthy communities. You heard what she said there. She agrees with Biden that we actually need more police. No, she said we confuse the idea that we need to put more cops on the street with actually needing to put resources in this and that and this. The whole defund the police mantra. Less money for cops, more money for housing and hospitals and this and that. And her boss, the guy that she, her running mate just said, we actually need more police on the streets. Maybe they should get together and talk about this before they release these statements. So then how do you respond to Republicans who try to paint you and your party as anti-police? They're lying. (laughs) No, look. They're lying. Never once. We have to change police. Never once have we talked about defunding the police. Never once have we talked about having less police on the street. You just saw what his vice president said. It's conduct. But we're lying. Here's some more. We have to have rules where things are open. We have to have rules where you can be able to determine what the background, how many times a cop has violated the rules, and be able to have access to what's going on in police departments so the Justice Department can get involved in whether or not they have to change their pattern and practices. I've always said that. What about defunding the police, though? Because there's no, I've never, never, never said defunding the police. Look, my party, because he uh, he specifically said, is your party against the police? No, they're lying. They're lying. Here, you have an entire city budget, and half of that budget goes to policing and a shred to education, a shred to mental health services, a crumb. For hospital. Again, I think that a big part of this conversation really is about reimagining how we do public safety in America, which I support. I support. Which is this. We have confused the, the idea that to achieve safety, you put more cops on the street. I have never said that. You said it's... My vice president has said that. Democratic lawmakers have said that. And he specifically said, what do you talk, what do you say about Republicans who say that we're against the police? They're lying. You just heard it from two of them on your party, two of the most prominent people in your party that are pro defund the police. We only got a couple more minutes, so we're going to get through as much as we can here. Um, and then we're going to move on. But then we're going to get out of here because I'm running out of time. Um, this has taken a lot longer because I've had to bitch a lot more than I thought I was going to. Even though I watched this several times when I was uh, clipping this up for this episode, I thought I could get through this whole video, but I don't think I'm going to. So go and watch the whole thing. 
Um, we're going to see what we can get through here. Tough right now. You said police are up against, well, they're up against the narrative that, you know, the, the country's anti-police, Democrats are anti-police, Joe Biden is anti-police, and then you have... They aren't saying Joe Biden is anti-police. No. Cops are not saying that about Joe Biden. Oh, no. They know me. Period. Period. I said it. Go on. <laughs> Even Don Lemon doesn't take that as a fucking answer. They said, he's like, cops know that I'm not anti-police. Period. Even Don Lemon... Even knowing this was a pre-scripted event, he's like, carry on. Continue your statement here because you're not fucking making sense. They're not saying it. Republicans are saying it on the far... The far uh, I, I'm not going to... Anyway. No, you do, no, I want you to talk about this because, it, no, I mean, look. it's an important narrative. There is no more important issue, I think, right now than safety. You can, you can rebuild a home. You can, you know, get a lot of things back. But, Mr. President, you cannot get back a life. That's if, exactly right. Yeah. And if That's police exactly aren't doing right. their jobs, that increases. Okay. No, if police aren't doing their job, they should be held accountable. They should be fired if they're not doing their job. They should. I, I have no, I make no excuses for that. We should have, for example, the George Floyd Act where chokeholds are against the law, where a whole lot of things that are laid out in that Killing people is against the law. And by the way. I grew up in a neighborhood where you became a cop, a firefighter, or a priest. I wasn't qualified for any one of them, so here I am. But all kidding aside, I'm not joking. The guys that grew up in the Scranton and Claymont, Delaware, a steel town, that's what we did. That's what they did. That's what my friends did. And here's the point. The point is that... You've got to find the point. You've got to find the point, Joe, because you just, you're talking in circles here. It doesn't justify maltreating the public. You have no right to do that, none. But now what's happening is, because they become, it's become so tough across the, 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 the spectrum, we've actually cut down on a number of police unrelated to anybody asking for it. Unrelated to anybody asking for us to cut down on the police, including the City Council of Michigan that said, we're going to cut down on the police, and then they cut down on police, and then crime spiked up. But unrelated to anybody, without anybody asking for us to cut down on police. Are you fucking kidding me? We just went through an entire summer last year of people asking us to cut down on the police. And I'm not supporting the police. I agree with... Uh, what was it John Odermatt that came on and gave out his list of police reforms on demilitarizing the police? I've had a little bit of whiskey, so pronouncing these big words is going to be hard for me. I'm all for demilitarizing the police. I'm all for taking the tanks and the freaking war weapons away from the police because all that's doing is giving them a reason to use them. I'm all for getting rid of no-knock rates. I'm not back to blue, no matter what. I'm not that. But when you come out as the president and say, the police force is down without anybody asking for it. They're lying to your face. They're fucking trying to just change history. An entire summer of asking and demanding that we cut down on the police. How... Do you stand on this stage and convince yourself that you're telling the truth here? How do we believe anything you're fucking saying when you're saying shit like 
Nobody asked for us to cut down on the police. I just listened to your vice president twice say we need less police. I just listened to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez talking about defunding the police. And you're going to stand up there on the CNN stage and say nobody's asking for this. The towns and cities aren't spending as much money on it. Because you There's want to defund it. Money to hire police. And now what's happening is police are not wanting to be a cop. God, I wonder why. I wonder why that we're not spending as much on the police force because there were calls and threats to defund the police. That is what defunding the police means. Cutting down on the spending of the police. I'm going to move forward as far as I can and try to get to the end because we're running out of time. And I want to just get to the the end of this. Let's make sure this is the right spot. Mr. President, you've been the big guy for six months now in the White House. Can you take us behind the scenes, something that was extraordinary or unusual that happened that stands out to you? Yeah, Mr. President, you didn't close the door. Mr. President, what the hell are you going out at this time for, you know? Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful honor. <laughs> As you can tell, I hope I have very good manners, but I'm not very hung up on uh, protocol. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, and the Secret Service is wonderful. And because things are so... And because things are are so crazy out there. Um, It is very hard to get comfortable. Okay, so the question was, it was a lob ball. An easy question. Mr. President, what is something extraordinary, extraordinary that you've seen in your six months as president? His response was, Mr. President, close the door. Mr. President, do this. Mr. President, do that. He can't even answer a lawball question of what's something extraordinary that you've experienced in six months? Let me see if I can rewind that one. What do you say? Oops, that's not it. Hang on. Let me get back there. This guy cannot talk for himself. They're like, we're going to give you 10 seconds to ad-lib. We're going to let you ad-lib the final closing statements of this interview with, what is something extraordinary? That's it. That's all we want you to talk about. And he rambles about closing the door or whatever else he's fucking trying to say here. Mr. President. You've been the big guy for six months now in the White House. Can you take us behind the scenes, something that was extraordinary or unusual that happened that stands out to you? Something that stands yeah, Mr. out. Mr. President, you didn't close the door. Mr. President, what the hell are you going out at this time for? You know, um, you know, it's it's a. It- Why are you wandering around like an aimless old man, Mr. President? That's extraordinary for him because he's he's got his caretakers probably tucking him at, him in at night. So it's extraordinary for them to ask him why he isn't closing the door, and why he's going out at night. It's, it's a wonderful honor. 
As you can tell, I hope I have very good manners. I hope I have good manners. But I'm not very hung up on uh, protocol. <laughs> and uh, I uh, and the Secret Service is wonderful. And because things are so, and because things are are so crazy out there, um, it is very hard to get comfortable like I would ordinarily be. For example, I think all of the, all, all of the, uh, the help that's there providing meals and all the rest, I think they love us. You say, don't come in for breakfast. We can get our own breakfast because I like to walk out of my robe and go in. <laughs> no, no. Way to relate to the commoners and the people who are supposedly starving to death by saying, hey, I can cook my own breakfast because I want to come out in my robe. Oh, I'm not, <laughs> I, you think I'm joking? You are joking. You're a fucking and joke. And by the way, the first time I walked downstairs and they played Hail to the Chief, I wonder, where is he? You think I'm kidding. We don't, I'm not kidding. You we know, don't I mean, think you're kidding. We do believe that you had no idea who they were talking about when they said Hail to the Chief. We have... No reason to think that you were joking about not having a clue who the president was at the time, because you probably don't know who the president is right now. Mr. Biden, who's the 46th president of the United States? Where is he? I don't know. Where is he? It's a great tune, isn't it? It's a great tune, but I <laughs> oh, you know, let's bring it you back. feel a little self-conscious. <laughs> let's bring it back, Don. Oh, it's a great tune. You decide, is the decision I'm about to make, will that cause war? Will that cause conflict? The decision I'm about to make, is that going to hurt people? Is it going to help people? That's the part that is different. But the living conditions, I mean, it's such a great, great honor to live in the White House. But quite frankly, I kid the vice president. Like, one day Barack came over to NAVOPS, called Naval Operations, the vice president's residence, which is on about, I guess, 80, 90 acres. And it's a beautiful, beautiful spot. And there's a fence around the whole property. I bet you miss that, don't you? I do. <laughs> and Brock came over and he said, this is great. And I said, I'll tell you, I said, trade, you only if the power goes with it. But the point is that there it was totally different. You can walk out in your shorts with a short sleeve shirt on and you can walk around and there wasn't anybody there. You can't walk out anywhere now. Um, but I'm not complaining. I'm trying to answer your question as honestly as I can. Yeah. And that, friends, listeners, is the most extraordinary part of his last six months. He just said there, I'm basically in charge of life or death situations. I get to decide who lives and dies. But the crazy part to me is living in this mansion on 70, 80 acres and not being able to walk around in my t-shirt and shorts. That's how out of touch this guy is. That's how out of touch these politicians are. He even admitted, this is crazier to me than making these war decisions, making these life or death decisions who to bomb, what countries we're going to interfere with. These are on my shoulders. But I don't get to walk outside anymore in my T-shirt or my robe 
in my mansion on my giant freaking property because I'm the president. And I'm not complaining. Don't don't think I'm complaining here. That sounded an awful lot like complaining. That sounded like really freaking out of touch with reality. He talks he tries to play himself off as this down to earth down to earth Joe, this everybody guy Joe from Scranton. And the one thing he has to talk about over everything single other responsibility that he has is in my mansion, I don't get to walk around in a t-shirt on my giant property. That is a symbol of your president. That is, those are his closing remarks. Don Lemon was asking him for basically a closing statement saying, hey, what's crazy about being president? It's not, hey, I have this this huge responsibility with all these people under me, and every decision I make affects this great country and could make or break the democracy as we know it. No. He bitches about not getting to walk around in his T-shirt on his giant property. He bitches that the help makes his breakfast and he doesn't get to come out in his robe. That's how out of touch these people are. And that's what you should take away from all of this. He doesn't give a shit about you. He gives a shit about whether or not he can walk around at breakfast time in his t-shirt. This whole thing is a joke. This whole display here is a freaking facade, propaganda, and he could barely handle the pre-written propaganda. And then he takes it as a joke, this whole, this whole position as a joke. I know he was trying to be funny or or what have you. He's trying to like be he's trying to seem down to earth and be like, "Oh, it's blah blah blah. It's these everyday things that you guys deal with." But when your key complaint or your key takeaway from 6 months of being the most powerful person in the world is, "Oh, I'm living in a mansion and I don't even get to walk around in my t-shirt anymore." You're out of touch, Joe. You're not down-to-earth, Joe. You're out-of-touch, Joe. That should be your nickname, out-of-touch, Joe. I'm out of time. I'm way out of time, well over out of time. I'm going to get out of here. Um, there was a little bit more in there. We played. I played the majority of it. I'm glad Remzo got to join in and joke around in the first half, which, which ate up some of our time. Um, but I am going to get out of here. Hopefully Bill makes it back next week for for something. Hopefully I don't need to just fire him. I don't plan on firing Bill. But um, we're going to get back here next week, same time, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, for more stuff to talk about. I felt like we couldn't go through the week without talking shit about this because it was just that ridiculous. And you can watch this from the surface and be like, oh, there's nothing really here. This was just a drag. This was just another boring interview from the president. But when you break it down the way we did and you look at what they're actually saying, you can see the bullshit. You can see through the bullshit. You can see that they're trying to lie to our faces. They're trying to make up this reality and make us believe this reality. And the the fact of the matter, the unfortunate thing is people do believe it. 
people do buy into the shit and they and they say oh they're the politicians we need to trust them trust what they they lie to our faces about what we are seeing right in front of us right now what are we supposed to trust they backpedal on everything that they've said and then they say he says i'm a man of my word ask anybody i'm a man of my word as i'm backpedaling on every other fucking thing i've said I'm going to get out of here. That's all the time I have for today. Um, make sure you check us out all over social media, uh, Facebook, MeWe, Twitter, Instagram. We're everywhere. Otherwise, get back here for the weekend wrap-up on Saturday, Sunday, whenever we decide to release it. Or get back here for next week's live stream. We'll catch you next week. Never, ever, ever stop talking. Goodbye. The Break the Bell Podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On the Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking. <laughs>